to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we are going to take a break from our current study and instead, because we are going into Father's Day weekend, we are going to take a look at some aspects of a father listed in Scripture. First of all, we see right from the start of the law, right from the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So fathers are to be honored. Now, that doesn't mean that every father is honorable or acts honorably. It means that we have the difficult task to honor fathers even when they are not honorable. You say, well, why would I do that? If he doesn't act in an honorable manner, why would I honor him? Because it's the right thing to do. It may be not the easy thing to do, and it may seem like it's unjust, but the right thing to do is for you to act appropriately and not reciprocate in the same way that an unhonorable father is acting, but instead we obey the scriptures and we honor our fathers, um, and of course our mothers as well, but that is for the discussion in May. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in the first verse, says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And of course, there's that qualifier, obey your parents in the Lord. So we honor our fathers by obedience in the Lord. However, that means that if my father is asking me to do something that is sinful or against the commands of God, then I have an obligation to not obey that command if it's against the commands of God, because God is a higher authority. However, I need to honor my father and bring him honor by my actions. And one of those actions is obedience. Verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. I knew a gentleman who was uh, one of my professors in college, and he was in his 90s at the time, and he claimed the reason that he had a long life, and he did, he lived to be uh, at least 100 years old, and he claimed the reason for his long life was because he was obedient to his parents. He honored his father and mother, and so we are to honor our fathers. First Timothy and chapter 5, verse 1. Do not sharply rebu rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father, to the younger men as brothers. So he's got older men in here, but he's also saying treat them like you would a father. And the implication here is that you would respect him, that you would honor him, that you would, instead of treating them harshly, that you would be soft and respectful with them. Secondly, let's take a look at something else with the fathers that isn't necessarily common in today's day and age. Job chapter 12, verse 12, Wisdom is with the aged men, with long life is understanding. 
Fathers are to lead their children. This is not the task of just the mother. This is also, and primarily here, the task of the father to lead their children. And why is it that God has designed fathers to lead their children? Now, by the way, lead their children does not mean that you just biologically father a child. It means that you are actively involved in their life and actively involved in rearing the child and bringing them to an understanding of truth and an understanding of life. And so he says the reason for that is the longer you live, the wiser you get in general. I understand there are some people, the longer they live, they choose not to learn from their circumstances and situations and they don't get any wiser. That's not what he's referring to. He's referring to the general gist of things that the longer you live, the wiser you get. And so fathers are to lead their families. Luke chapter 1 in verse 17. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. This is talking about John the Baptist. To turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In order to this pass, uh, and according to this passage, in order to be prepared for the Lord, he needed to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children. So fathers are to lead their children. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 again, but not in the first three verses. Let's take a look at verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your, provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Don't provoke your children to anger. This doesn't mean don't discipline them, because the very next phrase says that we need to discipline them. We need to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so we need to discipline them. What this means is don't go overboard. It means lead your children in an understanding manner so that when you understand your children, you understand what type of discipline they need and what will work and what will instead uh, cause problems. And that is the next passage that we're going to take a look at is Colossians chapter 3 and verse 21. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. Understand your children. Don't keep going too far. Don't push too hard, but make sure you push hard enough uh, so that you don't cause them to lose heart and give up on the faith. Which leads us to the very next passage that we're going to go to. First of all, back to Job chapter 12. In verse 12, wisdom is with the aged men, with long life is understanding. What is this aged understanding teaching his family? What is he teaching his family? Fathers are to lead the faith of their families in wisdom. The wisdom that they get from living, the father can add so much more to the faith of the family. The statistics say that if a father is engaged in the faith of the family, 
the family will largely follow the faith of the father. Whereas if the father is not engaged, the family will largely scatter in their faith. If we look at Titus chapter 2, verse 2, older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in perseverance. Men should be the faith leaders of the family. Now, in recent history, it seems to be that the women are the faith leaders in the family. Men, it's time for us to step up and be the faith leaders of the family. This is not an unmanly thing to do any more than you would say Jesus is unmanly. And if you think Jesus is unmanly, you really need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see what kind of man he really was. This is a guy who stood up for people. This is a guy who stood up for righteousness. This is not a pushover. This is a manly man. And manly men lead their families in the faith through wisdom. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in perseverance, sound in our faith. We need to be leading the family in faith. 1 John chapter 2, down in verses 13 and 14, he says to three different groups. Uh, first, he said to the, to the uh, young men or to the uh, children, and then verse 13, I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who has been from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you children because you know the Father. I have written to you fathers because you know him who has been from the beginning. He continues the same phrase for where he's writing to the fathers, even though he changes the one for the children and for the young men. That's because the fathers are to lead their families in their faith. And they, through their wisdom, through their experience, through their lives of living with God, have learned to know the Father who is from the beginning. So a father, according to God's word, is to be someone who leads his family in faith through wisdom. Happy Father's Day this weekend from one father to the rest, and have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm.